Hey everybody. So, so when do you buy? Okay. For those of you, um, like some of my friends, for those of you who are wondering when it's safe to start putting your money back into stocks or well, back into whatever, um, well, first off, I hope that we all know and acknowledge that you can't time the market. Okay. That's the unfortunate truth. So, um, and me, I've bought stocks at the worst possible time and did great. And I've bought at the best possible time and got killed. Okay. Um, I can't remember the year. I think it was like, two th yeah, it was 2008. Um, but GM, you know, General Motors was trading at 30 year historical lows. And well, if anything would be a safe buy, GM, well, GM's not going anywhere, right? The price could still maybe go down a bit, but what could be more blue chip than General Motors? Well, based on no information other than the price and my gut feeling and that, you know, that, that GM was, you know, invincible, I bought about 3,500 bucks worth. And back then, that was a big chunk of money for me. And so thinking that this was super smart, I proceeded to watch that 3,500 bucks disappear. Um, for those of you who don't remember, um, GM filed chapter 11 in 2009 and we shareholders were left holding the bag. We got fucked. Anyway, that was a case for me where the time seemed right. It seemed great. And uh, the buy turned out really wrong. And then another time back in the day, oh, I used to have this rule for stock buys, which was dumb and arbitrary, but it was basically never, ever buy a stock that's at or near its 52-week high. Well, at one point, I ignored my own internal advice and bought Apple at its 52-week high. And I can't remember what that was exactly or when it was or what the technology environment was then because... Um, that was a long time ago, but I ended up doubling my money. So by not listening to my own personal rules. So you win a few, you lose a few. And as an armchair investor, who's really not super bright, I'm happy that most of my dumb picks have turned out positive. But what about today? Okay. What about the crazy atmosphere that we're in? What about my friends? What about you? You know, how do you know when it's time to buy? That is assuming that you have some dry powder. Do you wait for your Edward Jones guy to tell you? Do you read articles at that moronic motley fool? Or do you just wait for stock tips from your golf buddies? Well, today I want to talk about an indicator, uh, an indicator that might help you decide when the right time might be to buy and sell. Oh, and as always, this is not financial advice. So what I'm talking about today is the Relative Strength Index or RSI. If you already use the RSI in your decision making, or better yet, if you can actually calculate it yourself, you're way beyond needing to hear this. I'd say stop now and go listen to something else. Um, oh, you know, and by the way, did you know that Bill Maher's real time is available as a podcast? Um, I did not know that I don't get HBO, so I, you know, get the occasional clip on YouTube, but a friend of mine, thanks Dan, by the way, uh, told me about the podcast. And so now every Saturday I can listen to Bill Maher anyway, um, go listen to Bill Maher. If you understand this stuff already, this is not going to help you. So the RSI, the Relative Strength Index, basically shows the momentum of a stock price or, or, or if you will, the momentum of an index of stocks or basically anything that has a price. Um, the RSI shows the speed and the magnitude of the price changes to give an indicator of whether whatever you're looking at is overvalued or undervalued. So 
uh, giving credit where credit is due. The RSI, uh, now it's kind of a household term, but it was developed back in the 70s by a dude named J. Wells Wilder Jr. And he introduced it in his 1978 book titled New Concepts in Technical Trading Systems. So how does the RSI work? Well, according to uh, Investopedia, as a momentum indicator, the relative strength index compares a security's strength on days when prices go up to its strength on days when prices go down. Relating the result of this comparison to price action can give traders an idea of how a security may perform. The RSI, used in conjunction with other technical indicators, can help traders make better informed trading decisions. Okay, so that last line is very important. The RSI, used in conjunction with other technical indicators, can help traders make better informed trading decisions. Basically, you don't want to make your buying decision solely based on the RSI. But it can be a good, easy way to check your gut if you've come to a point where you're thinking about maybe buying or selling a particular asset. So how do you calculate RSI? Well, I'm going to do you a favor and I'm going to leave that out entirely. I'm terrible at math and I'm really terrible at describing equations. Just know that there's a formula for it. It's complicated, at least to me it is, and you don't really need to know it. But in general, it's measuring strength or relative strength over 14 periods, okay, be that over over the past 14 periods, be that days, weeks, or months. So when you see the RSI, it's basically a line graph that plots a value um, between zero and 100. So the rule of thumb, according to our friends at Investopedia, is this. In the stock world, an asset is usually considered overbought when the RSI goes above 70 and oversold when it goes below 30. Again, rule of thumb, especially because smart people, technical traders and stuff have come out and given different numbers based on whether a stock is currently on an uptrend or a downtrend. Again, we're not going for a PhD in how to plot and read the RSI. We're just going to use it as a tool to help us make decisions. So the way I look at it is this, as a simpleton. I say if the RSI is over 50, you don't want to buy it. And if the RSI is under 50, you might consider buying it. Okay, and the farther over 50 the RSI goes, the less you want to buy whatever that is. And then the further under 50 it goes, the more you might want to consider buying whatever that is you're looking at. Oh, back to the Investopedia rundown on RSI. And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes if you really want to have some exciting reading. Uh, here they continue. Why is RSI important? Okay, number one, traders can use RSI to predict the price behavior of a security. Two, it can help traders validate trends and trend reversals. It can point to overbought and oversold securities, like we just said. It can provide short-term traders with buy and sell signals. And five, it's a technical indicator that can be used with others to support trading strategies. Beating a dead horse here, but number five is the most important takeaway. Use it with other indicators, not by itself. And yes, uh, you can plot the RSI for, as far as I know, pretty much any asset whose price moves over time and who that is old enough to have had 14 periods, whether that is days, weeks, or months, or even years before it leading up to today or whatever point in time. So let's look at a couple examples of items that we might want to buy 
for whatever reason and see if the RSI supports our decision. So first up, what might someone buy today? Well, when I was thinking about this, the first thing that came to mind was uh, I've been following uranium lately, okay? Realizing that the only way we're gonna ever reach carbon neutrality or net zero or whatever the phrase of the day is about getting us off fossil fuels, the only way is gonna be with using nuclear power. Um, if you believe that we can power the planet with windmills and solar farms, please contact me and I'll point you to some resources that will teach you about how things really work. Anyway, so I've been following the Sprott Uranium Miners ETF for a couple of years now. Uh, ticker symbol is URNM. I remember when it was priced around 28 bucks in late 2020 and thinking to myself, yeah, it's already gone up a lot this year, I'll pass. Then in the next year, it tripled. I missed a great opportunity. And now, uh, or last Friday, which was August 12th, it closed at 68 bucks. Not bad. So it's down off its high by 30%. The need for uranium isn't going anywhere. And if I were thinking long-term, well, right now there are over 50 nuclear power plants being built in, uh, you know, varying states of completion in 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 Russia, the UAE, uh, China, India. So the demand is going to be there for uranium, and so I would consider buying some of this ETF. So let's look at the RSI and find out if it tells us that this ETF is oversold or not. Uh, so again. This is beginner level stuff. Uh, oversold reads or ov oversold means undervalued or a buy signal. Overbought indicates overvalued or a don't buy or a sell signal. Uh, and again, for me, if it's over 50, it's un it's overvalued. And if it's way over 50, like Investopedia says, if it's over 70, it's way overvalued. So on finviz.com, that's F-I-N-V-I-Z, they have some really simple charts for non-traders such as myself. And on the finviz chart for URNM, uh, link in the show notes again, uh, it shows the RSI at 57.44. So I'm just going to say, well, nope, I'm going to wait on that. I like it, but that's telling me that we're not in buy territory. So next up, uh, a company actually that I've been watching for a couple months now, it's called Genco Shipping and Trading. And I read about them in the Wall Street Journal a few months back. And the basic description was this. Genco operates 44 dry bulk ships, which are essentially metal hulls with an engine used to transport large quantities of commodities. Okay, so with the China opening back up and uh, if you want to bet on lockdowns becoming less common in the near future and shipping prices, if you follow what it costs to get anything from point A to point B, well, you know that shippers like Genco are passing their increased costs straight to their customers. Um, and you know there's still, I guess, clogging in the global supply chain. So you'd think that they've got a pretty good story for the next couple of years. But get this, Genco offers a 14.4% dividend yield. That's right, 14.4. So let's see where Genco is at as far as their RSI. Uh, again, at finviz.com, the chart shows they closed Friday at $17.64, and that was down from 27 in June. Okay, so right there, I like it on paper. We've had a little mild correction in that. Looks like it could be a good time to get in. So what's the RSI? Well, the chart shows the RSI at 42.1. So I realized that Investopedia says 30 is that oversold point, but 42 is close enough for me. It's under 50. I like the company. I like the industry and I love the dividend yield. And that 42 RSI tells me that we're, we're at a place where I'm comfortable buying. 
So actually, I think I will probably throw in a few grand uh, into Genco Monday. Um, I like a 14% yield, you know. Um, so again, that's uh, Genco Shipping and Trading uh, ticker symbol GNK on the New York Stock Exchange. Now we've got an idea what the relative strength index is and how you might use it to confirm or deny a buy that you're considering. Again, RSI shouldn't be the decision maker, but it can be a good decision helper. Now, what about Bitcoin? Well, hindsight is 2020, but if you're looking at historical charts of Bitcoin's monthly RSI, uh, if you recall that the RSI is calculated uh, on the previous 14 periods, days, weeks, or months. So if you look at Bitcoin's historical monthly RSI, it's gone below 50 only a few times. It was under for a while in 2011, and then just barely under 50 for a little time in 2012. Then Bitcoin skyrocketed to an all-time high, uh, like at the end of 2013. Then RSI went back down under 50, hit the 40s in late 2014, 2015. And you might have thought, well, Bitcoin seems like a good deal at 500 bucks a coin. Should I buy? Well, if you were thinking, yes, the RSI would have supported that decision and you could have turned those $500 Bitcoins into $14,000 Bitcoins. Not bad. Then the same thing in 2018, 2019, where it looks on, on this chart like the RSI hit the 40s again. Maybe you thought to yourself back then, well, I missed the $500 Bitcoin. Maybe now I should open my moth-eaten wallet and buy some $3,500 Bitcoin. Well, that would have worked out great for you. But what if you missed all those opportunities? Right now, Bitcoin's monthly RSI is back down into the 40s. There are a, a thousand indicators that are going to tell you that right now is an incredible time in Bitcoin history. And this uh, the RSI number is just one of them. But if you were thinking about buying, that current RSI number definitely supports that decision. Anyway, that's it for today. Now you know what relative strength index is. Uh, have a great week and I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com. 